Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance. Rules and restrictions apply. Season one of Freelance to Founder is sponsored by FreshBooks, the number one invoicing software for freelancers and solopreneurs. Having started with just one person and growing to serve thousands of customers, FreshBooks knows exactly what it takes to scale your solo business. And a huge part of scaling is getting paid what you deserve and on time. With FreshBooks, you can send an invoice in less than 30 seconds. Plus, they have this really cool feature where you can see when your client has opened their invoice and schedule automatic follow-up emails that trigger if they forget to pay. To try FreshBooks free for 30 days, visit freshbooks.com FTF and enter FTF in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Thanks and enjoy today's episode of Freelance to Founder. Basically living off my salary, my wife's salary. And then when I got to the point where we started having conversations, like, I think this is something that might be bigger than uh, we think. We had, you know, enough savings in case everything fell through. From Millo, I'm Dallin Wright, and this is Freelance to Founder. That was Jeff Sheldon, and on today's show, we're focusing our audio superpowers on Ugmunk, the company he founded to distribute his designs through lifestyle products such as clothing, prints, and workspace products. Now, this is the final episode of Season 1, and I think Ugmunk exemplifies what we here at Freelance to Founder are seeking out and highlighting for you. Many people are in the midst of a transformation from an employee to a freelance to a founder. We've brought you some of those stories already. Jeff Sheldon exemplifies this metamorphosis and has done it through minimalism, design, and a focus on quality of life, not necessarily the bottom line, although that seems to follow more often than not. And don't get me wrong, Ugmunk is a financial success. My friends, Jeff Sheldon of Ugmunk. You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane effective home workout. That's because Hydro pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's going to want to take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to Hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com, promo code FREELANCE, or just click the link in our show description. 
Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people call in with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant, or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs. And did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. We had a really great year. We finished off really strong, you know, released a bunch of new products and email list is bigger than ever. Our engagement is bigger than ever. Launched like our whole site rebrand. And then that's set us up for the next few years to to be positioned better. Like I feel better when I go to my site and look at everything. I'm like, okay, now this is like, I'm happy with it. <laughs> Everyone wants the three steps to, you know, designing the perfect business. There's not three steps for everyone because your stage of life, your personality, your strengths, put it through a filter of your scenario, not just my scenario and how I do things because it doesn't always translate well. That's an odd way to start a story. You're telling me he's successful and in the same clip, you're also telling me I can't follow his example? Not exactly. Let's back it up and better understand the variables in Jeff's life that have led to the Ugg Monk success he just mentioned. I call myself a designer first, or a, a, primarily I'm a designer on purpose and a businessman or entrepreneur by accident. And the designer portion is what I feel like that's what my strength has always been, even since I was a kid. And I would sit around and, and do a lot of building with Legos, cardboard, or anything I get my hands on. If there was junk sitting around, I'd probably was making something from that and not even thinking of like, hey, like I'm an artist, you know, as a kid, like it was just in me. That was part of like, who I was, if there's something on the table, I'm probably stacking it on each other, and I still do stuff, you know, I'm still fiddling with things, still playing with things. I enjoy learning, so I enjoy figuring out and problem solving, even though, like, inventory counts and management of that kind of thing, and, and sending invoices and dealing with wholesale or any of those, that's not fun for me. Like, I still don't consider that, like, oh, that, you know, I can't wait to figure out how to <laughs> get a new invoice program so we can, you know, make things smoother. But there's some aspect to the challenge and problem solving of those tasks that plays to, like, the other side of my brain that I get joy from. A lot of other designers I talk to are like, no, I just hate that stuff. You know, I don't want to ever think about it. I'll hire somebody for that. I just want to design all day. And I'm kind of like, I bounce back and forth between the two, which is, I think, a rare breed. There's something to like the classic design or mid-century design, you know, mid-century modern furniture that the longevity of that, that I like immediately gravitated towards. And I kind of replicate a lot of that in what I'm doing in the fact that the products that I sell, some of the shirts that I sell have been on my site since I started. Fashion brands don't do that. They got the 2016 winter line out and then they get rid of it in the summer and they just keep rotating through where I'm like, I want to design things that hold up. I feel like there's 20 tabs open in my brain at all times. <laughs> like I, I jump between those 20 tabs and I just keep going. And 
that's the way I feel in a good way because it's always interesting. Like I'm never bored. Like I can't tell you the last time I've ever been like just sitting here and be like, uh, I don't know, I'm bored. There's always more things to do than I have time. I'm really bad and ADD about like, oh yeah, I want to actually try that. So I pull up my camera and I start shooting photos and then it's like, what am I doing? I need to be writing copy for, you know, our next release. And so jumping back and forth between those and knowing which things to work on versus what I want to work on um, is hard. And with those traits and interests as his background, Jeff was off to college and trying to figure out how to match his passions with an artful career. I didn't even really know what graphic design was at the time. It was like, I thought I wanted to do animation and be the next, you know, Pixar animator or something, just because as a kid, that's what you see. And uh, I realized that animation is actually way more technical than creative on a lot of parts of it. Same with architecture. It was like, oh, maybe I'll do architecture. But, you know, you're not drawing and sketching buildings all day. As an architect, you're doing a lot more technical things. So I studied graphic design. And that opened up the whole world to me of, you know, typography and, and all this design that has been done for so many years by the masters before computers. What is good design? What is composition? Color theory? The real things that are behind all great design is what I learned in college. Through school and through being exposed to, you know, classes like history of graphic design, where we were just looking at all the past work from the last hundred years and, and even before that, that kind of thing that you won't get just browsing Pinterest or you know going online and searching for inspiration. My entry into the t-shirt world was I started doing these online t-shirt contests like Threadless, uh, Threadless.com, DesignedByHumans.com. Basically, you could submit designs, uh, people vote on them, and then each week they picked a winner. Uh, then that winner got a cash prize and, and also they printed the shirts. Um, so I had a friend that actually won and he was like, you should, you, know, you should try this out. And I'm like, okay. So I started submitting and, and this was in college and I eventually won. And I think the cash prize was like $500 uh, or something like, you know, as a college student, you're like this, I made it. Like I'm done. <laughs> like this is all I got to do. Just cash in a few more of these. They sent me the, the printed shirts with my design on it. And it was like to feel that product and see it and like be able to wear it. It was like the coolest thing ever. Upon graduation, Jeff found a job with a marketing firm, which supplied him with big-name companies and experience. But it wasn't fully scratching his creative itch. Converse and Gatorade and, and those types of brands that would do a lot of stuff with the action sports world. I was entry-level kind of junior designer, fresh out of school, not getting the most creative work right out of the gate because, uh, you know, that's how we all start at the bottom of the <laughs> bottom of the ladder. But I was getting great exposure to how to do things and especially the production side. How do we, you know, for doing things for print. And then uh, I didn't feel really creatively fulfilled. Um, it was like, OK, I'm you know, your guns are blazing out of school. I'm going to design everything. And it's like, oh, this is all I get to do. This was back in 2010, and really to leave a job with the economy in the shape that it was back then was kind of crazy in one sense. If people looked at it from the outside, like, I can't believe you'd give up a job. After the break, we'll hear what it's like to quit your perfectly safe job, all during the Great Recession. Hey everyone, Preston here again. Season one of Freelance to Founder is sponsored by a company that also started with just one employee and has grown to serve thousands of customers. That company's name? 
FreshBooks. Lots of Miller readers and listeners use FreshBooks every day to manage their growing business. I talked with Karina from VividShift.com. She said, I use FreshBooks all the time and I love it. What I like best is the ability to visually see my profit over time and how easy it is to create recurring invoices. It's incredibly simple to use while still having all the features that I need. To join Karina and try FreshBooks free for 30 days, visit freshbooks.com FTF and enter FTF in the How Did You Hear About Us section. That's FTF as in Freelance to Founder, the show you're listening to right now. Companies like FreshBooks help Milo produce high-quality content like this show 100% free to you. If you'd like to hear more shows like this in the future, please take a second and support this season's sponsor, FreshBooks. Now, back to the show. So how does one know when they should take their side hustle and make it their full-time job? It's a really impossible question to answer because it's different for everyone. I started Ugmonk really just as a side project to design shirts that I wanted, similar to how most people are trying to start a t-shirt line. It's like, I have this idea, I want to start something, um, you know, I'm going to put these things on t-shirts, now what do I do? You can put anything on a t-shirt and try and sell it, that's fine, but if there's no story, or there's no meaning, or there's no like feeling behind that, people aren't going to come back for more, it's just another t-shirt you know, that you could get anywhere. And Jeff had the feeling and story... But Ugmonk was consuming all his nights and weekends, and he needed something to change. So basically what I did was I saved all the money from the business for the, for the first two years. Um, I never touched any, you know, I kept reinvesting that back into inventory, building up the brand, not taking any of it out, and built myself a, a nice buffer that way, you know, basically living off my salary, my wife's salary, and then when I got to the point where we started having conversations, like, I think, you know, I should go full-time here, like this is something that might be bigger than than uh, we think. We had, you know, enough savings in the bank to, in case everything fell, <laughs> fell, fell through. That's a pretty solid plan, especially when you consider that period of time and how we were all reeling from the housing crisis. I present Jim Kramer from the fall of 2008 on the Today Show. This was about when Jeff would have started working at the marketing firm. I don't want to lend you any money, no bank wants to lend any other bank any money, and no corporations can get money to speak of to be able to expand, hire people. Whatever money you may need for the next five years, please take it out of the stock market right now, this week. I do not believe that you should risk those assets. And to just add a little more context, a year prior to this, in 2007, Kramer had one of the most epic meltdowns in cable television history, live on CNBC. It is time to get on the Bear Stearns call. Listen, open the darn Fed window. He has no idea how bad it is out there. He has no idea. He has no idea. I have talked to the heads of almost every single one of these firms in the last 72 hours, and he has no idea what it's like out there. None! And Bill Poole has no idea what it's like out there. My people have been in this game for 25 years, and they are losing their jobs, and these firms are going to go out of I laugh now when I hear that, but I remember feeling scared by what he was saying. I think it's helpful to understand what kind of emotions and uncertainty were prevalent at the time. It wasn't one where you stepped out and you took unnecessary risks, but Jeff did. 
yeah, left the job, left my benefits, left everything behind, but it was, it was the best decision that I made. And I think it gave me that much more motivation just to make it work. Like that, again, that challenge of making it work. I was like, I'm going to figure out a way. And it's been eight years since I originally launched. And I was also going to do freelance uh, half the time, work with clients half the time, and then do Ugmunk half the time. That was the plan. Well, after two clients in, I decided there's no way I can can run a freelance design business and do Ugmunk just because of the mental capacity to manage those two things was impossible. And Ugmunk was doing really well. I think now is a great time to describe what the Ugmunk website currently looks like. At first glance, Ugmunk is one of those minimalistic product lines. I asked my daughter, Taylor, to take a look at the site and come up with a description for me. With a white background, black text website, and perfect overcast lighting in all of the product photos. It caters to the specific aesthetic very well, with simplistic triangular designs and a healthy amount of ampersands. The store primarily features a wide array of minimalistic shirt designs, but also offers prints, hats, mouse pads, wallets, bags, and various other products that their simple logos fit onto perfectly. The products are professional, clean, and tasteful, almost like a perfectly organized wine fridge, satisfying to look at and focused in its purpose. That's an outside view of the site. And here's Jeff sharing his artistic theory on his designs. It's really based around products that I like. So me personally, would I wear this shirt? I'm creating things that that I would like as a designer you know, minimal, real graphic typography based t-shirts and basing it all around that theme of me as a artist, basically. And if you look at all the products on our site, even though they're not all the same style and there's, there's different types, they all kind of have this, a similar feel where people actually send me pictures, pictures and they're like, is that an Ugmunk shirt? I saw, you know, I saw a shirt with an ampersand on. Is that, you know, it's like, it's, it's almost, I've defined kind of a style and the story behind what I do as a brand is so much bigger than just the t-shirt. And the distinctness of design isn't the only aspect of the company that stands out. It's a very unique situation. I think that our family has a close-knit bond and we work together well. My mom does all the shipping and she's been doing that for, oh, it's probably been almost five or six out of the eight years managing all the inventory you know every time you place an order she's the one packing and shipping it whether you live across the world or or here you know next door each person knows their own family well enough that like in your gut if you think i probably shouldn't go into business with my brother because we always fight like that's probably a good sign that you shouldn't like it's not too hard to figure out like convincing yourself that this is going to work out when in in the reality you know it's not going to work out but for us, it was kind of the opposite. It was like, you know, we, we get along. We, we, we're not going to agree on everything, but we, we work together well. The reality is it's made our family actually closer. Like we get to see each other and talk to each other more than we would if we didn't have Ugmunk uh, to work on. Unique designs? Hiring your mother and other family members? Yes, those can make you stand out. The next area, though, I really found surprising. For many years, I've worked with photographers and artists, and sometimes when they send me their images, the watermark they put on top of it is so big, I have a difficult time even seeing the image. They're just very fearful that someone is going to steal their design and make millions on it before they can. It was refreshing to hear Jeff's philosophy on sharing and his thoughts on business in general. Part of our vision that we wanted to do was just pull back the curtain completely and show everyone, here's what it's like, here's, you know, Here's how we de- here's how I design our packaging. Here's where we order it from. Here's the process. Here's the problems we had. 
and here's the tools I use to do it. And pulling back that curtain has really, I think, strengthened the brand in a way that most larger companies long for, but they, they can't do it because they're doing it after the fact. And I'm like, I'm just a guy learning these things. I'm a designer trying to figure out all these things. Why don't I just share what I'm doing? And uh, that'll it may not sell more products every single time I share one of those posts, but it builds the trust and loyalty in my fans and customers, unlike anything else that I could do, you know, marketing wise. The, the fact is, I could give you a list of every tool I use, every app that I use. I can tell you the exact camera that I use. You can't just pick up that stuff and replicate what I'm doing because there's so much more to it. There's a work ethic and then there's a the talent and the skill. Um, that goes behind all of those things. We live in the age of Google where you can eventually find almost anything anyways. So so holding, pretending like, you know, I'm holding my cards close to me and I'm not going to tell anyone. And then you find out that we actually use, you know, American Apparel t-shirts for most of our line. Like, I'm just going to tell you that. And people are like, oh, thanks. You know, I really appreciate that. I'm going to buy a shirt from you just for telling you that, just for sharing that. How do I start my t-shirt line? I'd love to design t-shirts. I think, you know, I have some ideas and there's, I can give them pointers on how to design, you know, and what tools I use. But most of the time people don't have a real meaning or story behind anything they're doing. It's just like, oh, I think it'd be kind of cool to start a t-shirt shop. And, you know, I have this one uh, drawing or something, painting that I want to like change into a t-shirt. And I think I could sell a few of them and that's totally fine. But people don't realize that like that's only 10% of the whole online business, selling, e-commerce, anything, you know, building a brand, lifestyle brand. There's all these other things that people don't really want to do, like figure out, yeah, like how do I ship something? How do I deal with international postage? How do I figure out how to do fulfillment and storage and inventory counts and, you know, the not fun stuff? People are like, what do you do? Do you just sit home, sit at home and design t-shirts all day? <laughs> like, oh, if only you knew how many other things I did. <laughs> what should I name my business? What should I do? And it's like, whoa, 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 let's like, do you even want to run a business? First of all, like, do you feel like you have that skill set or that, that passion? And are you ready to, you know, if you get 50 orders and you have to ship those, do you know what you're going to do? And this is how many hours it will take. And I, I tell people these things not to make it like, you know, like it's, it's all terrible, you know, boring, uh, kind of work, but that that's the reality of what it looks like. One of the problems with social media is we get to see the highlight reel and and I'm the same way too. You know, I scroll through my Instagram and it's like, man, these people are incredible photographers or they're doing just incredible things and traveling all over the place. And and we kind of wish that we could do all of that. But when you actually single out like one of those things or one of those pins on Pinterest that, you know, this amazing cake that they made for their son's first birthday that could be their thing that they've been working on, you know, making cakes for 10 years. And we don't see that. Jeff brings up such a great point there. My biggest fear with these stories is if someone hears them and they get inspired and they think if they do X, Y, and Z, they'll find all the happiness they've been lacking in life, all the financial success they need and gain the ability to avoid sorrow or challenges. But that's not how life works. We all have received or will receive a phone call that catches our breath and changes the course of our life. We'll all be blindsided by something we didn't account for while we were drawing up our life plans. Bank accounts and social media success don't keep the troubles at bay. Jeff's a successful business owner. Nobody would deny that. But that doesn't mean he's invincible to the realities of life, just like none of us are. 
Jeff was very open with me. And in fact, he shared a current challenge when we first started our interview. Yeah, sorry, it took a little while to get these scheduled. I have like a few other people that have been trying to work around and it's been been nuts with a eight-month-old that doesn't want to sleep at night, so. He was good until four months and it's been like all downhill. We're trying to figure out, it's like GI issues where he just... He gets woken up like every one to two hours from like gas issues. So his belly is just like rock hard and he's screaming and then he goes back to sleep. But it's like all night, every night. That's what it's been. And we've been going to doctor's appointments like every day. It's it's not fun. (laughs) We've tried all the medications and reflux and everyone that I talk to is like, it'll get better. This is only a season where I'm like, yeah, but you're not up every two hours every night you know my wife and I are like basically taking turns sleeping in the guest bed with him because at least we can like prop him up on pillows and you know you're like laying there just like patting him and while you're sleeping rather than getting up and that's it's survival mode right now and even with life's challenges you have to keep creating and innovating and Jeff is truly one of those that rises up in the face of a challenge I'm working on a product now that's uh, a new desk product. I haven't revealed it yet, but it's, I've been working on it for like over three years going through different manufacturing, you know, different manufacturers and problems and just trying to figure out how to make this thing. And like every little detail, this is the most like designed or detailed uh, kind of engineered product that I've had to do. And it's like, you know, you look at something, we pick up our iPhone or we, you know, we open up our laptop and we just assume like, you know, we can start typing. It's like every one of those keys and switches and parts and headphone jacks, you know, probably had a hundred people working on that for 10 years to get it to the place where it is. How can I raise the bar and continue raising the bar on everything that I do? Not that every year, like, the shirt that I release is going to be objectively better, but pushing myself to just do things that if I was the customer and I received that package in the mail, like, what would I be completely stoked to just open up and be like, oh, I'm never throwing this away. Like, it's, you know, those things and creating those experiences through doing something that's crazy, like letterpress, you know, letterpressing a, a label that wraps around one of our limited edition sets. Most people wouldn't know it if I just laser printed that and wrapped it around the, you know, the tin, they, the design would still be the same, but there's like a tactileness to the letterpress and, you know, that just the, the way that it kind of debosses into the paper and, and the feel when you're holding it. That's like a little extra kind of cherry on top. I'm trying to make details and, and things in our products that are the same way. Like, oh man, I just love Ugmunk. Well, what do you love about it? It's just like, I don't know. Like, I just love the, I can, like, they can't even like articulate. It's just the design. It's the quality. It's this. And I love creating those experiences. I, I still tell people I'm making it up as I go, but I think we all are. <laughs> That's all for this episode and season one of Freelance to Founder. We hope you've enjoyed listening and that we'll see you again when we're back with season two. You can subscribe to the show and listen to the entire first season at freelance to founder.com. That's freelance to founder.com. 
Nice and simple, right? While you're there, you'll also find a free gift we've included just for you. If you enjoyed the show, please head on over to iTunes and leave us an honest review. Ratings and reviews help us improve the show and help others to find it more easily. We would also really appreciate it if you tell just one friend about the show. Finally, I want to thank Preston Lee for his incredible help. Without his encouragement and feedback, this podcast would never have passed the, hey, that would be a cool idea, we should do it phase, which so many ideas die in. Thanks, Preston. For Milo, I'm Dallin Wright. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in Season 2. And that wraps up Season 1 of Milo's all-new podcast, Freelance to Founder. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the show as much as we enjoyed bringing it to life. As always, a huge thank you to this season's sponsor, FreshBooks. To claim your free 30-day trial of FreshBooks, visit freshbooks.com FTF and enter FTF in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Thanks to all the guests who were on the show this season. We couldn't have done it without you. And last, but certainly not least, an enormous thanks to my co-producer and the true magic behind this entire show, Dallin Wright. He's done an absolutely phenomenal job. I'm Preston Lee, and thanks for listening to this season of Freelance to Founder. Nuts! They're nuts! They know nothing! Kramer. <laughs>